Podcast. Welcome back to another week of Autism. Comedians Guide to Autism. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Kirk Smith. I'm in Dallas, Texas, and I have a co-host here. Graham K. Hello, everybody. I'm in New York City. Woo, We're on the rebound, baby. And Kirk is on the COVID tour. He's just chasing <laughs> the height of COVID. Chasing, <laughs> chasing states York. that are being closed b- yeah. immediately before I go on stage. Yeah. <laughs> he flew out there for a show, and COVID was like, uh. COVID had closed down all the shows in New York. New York's rebounding a bit. And then, so Kirk went to, to Texas to do some shows. COVID was like. Uh, so basically, um, if you're listening to this, keep Kirk out of your state. Um, I, my uh, Alex Nussbaum, one of our mutual friends, calls me Patient Zero. <laughs> so <laughs> it seems yeah. like everywhere I go, uh, th- there's a shutdown. <laughs> but uh, you had five shows this weekend, all canceled. Pretty exciting. Well, and now um, I'm, I'm driving cross country. If it makes you feel any better, um, you probably ha- that's probably the the least of anyone's problems in Texas right now. You're not wrong. Yeah. You're heart not wrong. Uh, sin- sincerely, my heart goes out to everyone in uh, Texas, Arizona, Florida right now. Um, take care. I hope your loved ones are okay. Stay inside. Wear a mask. You know, it's, it's what... Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. It sucks. We did it in New York for... Three and a half months, and it's really boring, but it actually worked. So, uh, just stay safe, guys. Stay safe and yell at your friends if they're not wearing a mask. You know, because it's not them, it's somebody else. You guys get it. You guys know. We're just guys. We're not scientists. Um, We're two comedians with autistic loved ones, and we are trying to figure it out. Uh, I've got an autistic brother who is um, moved back with my parents because of COVID. And uh, we're going to get him on the line. He hasn't been on the show in a bit. We'll do that in a few minutes. And uh, Kirk, why don't you tell us about your son, JJ? I have a severely autistic son, JJ, who's 21 now. Just finished high school. They let him stick around for three more years. And now we are trying to find him a job and buy him a car. And that's my latest, uh, yeah, I was looking for cars this week for him. Just a 10-year-old, like, point A to point B, get around town car that, uh, no, he cannot drive, but that an aide could drive him somewhere. Because of, of the thing, it's hard to get him to wear a mask, and he's not great on the bus because sometimes he just won't get off. And so, yeah, there you go. And then you miss your stop, and you got to walk five miles. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, has he done that? Yes, he's done that. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he won't get off, and then the the caretaker, like, can't physically remove him. Can't remove him because he's twice her size, and so then they get off at a different stop, and then they have to take a cab home eventually. Because it's like, let's say he gets off three stops later. Yeah. It's complicated. Like, if you take him in a car to the lake, let's say, and he won't get out of the car. Well, then you just let him sit in the car. You roll down the windows. It's sweet and it's not hot. And he'll get out when he's ready. Or if not, you drive him home later. So, Right. The car's car's way better. Plus, you can, like, take him to Ikea, take him, you know, wherever. So, Are you worried about him? uh, Because I know he's ripping up the drywall 
in in his house and he ripped up the floor in his house and is it is there are you worried about him just ripping off a door or something at ikea no the, of the car like destroying the car by pulling oh, it apart no he's usually pretty sneaky about the stuff he, he only does it when you're not in the room ah. so he won't be hanging out in the car long by himself but he could take like if you if you if you just like hung out in a car, I could see him trying to take like the door panel off. Anything could be disassembled. Mm-hmm. I know he's up for it. <laughs> Got to get him a job taking things apart. Yeah, his new nickname should be Wreck It Ralph. What could be a job that where he could take stuff apart? Product testing. I don't know. He should work for like a, a recycling plant that takes old computers apart. I thought about that. Really. Like unscrewing everything, yeah. Yeah, he'd love that. Yeah, he loves screwdrivers, and he'd have yeah. like endless energy. This guy's got the best work e- work ethic on the line, for God's sakes. Comes in on Saturdays. Comes in on yeah, <laughs> for free. <laughs> God, he's good. Comes in on his vacation. Loves it here. Or maybe what about like construction? I guess because he's too too hard to control. He might hurt himself. Well, destruction, yes, like demolition, but uh, That's what I mean. construction, I don't know. No, not building yeah. up, tearing down, I mean, the first part. <laughs> Phase one. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of construction, your, your brother likes uh, constructing his, his, uh, his uh, Star Wars toys. How's he doing? Should we get him on the old horn? Yeah, that's a uh, good segue, by the way, masterful. Let's, uh, let's get him on the horn. Let's give him a call. I told him that... Uh, that we'd call him back and to be on the show. He gave us the clear, and I, I, I guarantee he's he been sounded He sounded thrilled. He did not sound thrilled, but it's hard to tell. <laughs> uh, but anyway, <laughs> I think he was. Anyway, here we go. Here's, I'm going to call him right now. It's ringing. Kirk can't hear this part because of technicalities, but... Uh, Peter? Yep. There you are. How you doing, buddy? Um, so I was just wondering, we, 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 we haven't had you on the show for a while and we wanted to let our listeners, um, just give them an update on how you are doing now that you, uh, because of the virus, you've, you've moved back in with mom and dad. Are you okay with that? Yes, I am. And also I think during when it was still Friday, um, June 26th, well, I wish I didn't have a grumpy face look when mom and dad first reminded, but I guess I didn't really look grumpy or angry, but I guess that can sometimes happen. You, so you had a grumpy, you, you had a grumpy face and mom and dad said you shouldn't have a grumpy face? Well, maybe they started to think I looked grumpy, but I guess I just, I guess that can sometimes happen, okay? And did you find that annoying that they said that? Well, well, maybe just a teensy bit, but we soon made up, and that was good. That is good. That is good. Is it? Are you well, look, fi- I just, go ahead. I just don't think people can remain happy for all the time. I agree. I know Kirk's a little grumpy right now because he's all his shows got canceled, and he flew all the way to Texas, so he's got a grumpy face on. Um, right now, I'm looking at him. And uh, he's got to drive his car because he flew all the way down to, to Texas to do comedy shows. But then the virus is really big down there right now. So the shows got canceled. And now he's got to drive his. He picked up a car and now he's going to drive all the way back to New York. 
What do you think about that? Oh. Yeah. He's pretty That's grumpy. That's frustrating for him. Yeah, he is frustrated. He's pretty frustrated. <laughs> yes. yes, but Graham, in Ottawa, things are slowly getting back to normal, so it might give the doctors more time to finish the vaccine, but I don't want to keep on guessing that it might take till August or September because nobody knows for sure, but when I first said it might take till August or September, it was just a good guess. That's right. Hey, that's very mature of you, Peter. So you're not getting too frustrated. Yes, Yes, and I tried to share this update with Ryan Nevitt from Liver Play, but we started to argue a little bit, and then, and then he started to think that one of our cells was getting anxious, but I didn't really get anxious. I just tried to explain some good guesses as best as I could, but I guess we chose not to talk to each other. I didn't want his number in my phone anymore. We got into a fight with with Ryan Nevitt. Oh, no. When did that happen? Yesterday? Sometime, sometime today. Oh, I did. that's too bad. And he was saying that you were too anxious, and and you and you. Oh. And what did, what was he saying? He was saying that it was that that the virus was going to end soon. Well, he was no. It's just that he was thinking that the, the virus was making him anxious. Even though I tried to explain some good guesses as best as I could, but I didn't want to repeat stuff. But I guess we chose not to talk to each other anymore. So I told mom, and I told mom, and then I also told. 33 at the liver place staff members on email and when i first spoke to two of them on email i guess one of them said that ryan nevitt and i might make up for some time but i don't know if that will happen oh i'm sorry to hear that pete but i'm i think you might make up sooner or later when you're you both of your tempers calm down uh, well i chose to delete ryan nevitt's number because i guess i didn't want his number on my phone anymore was he yelling at you well, maybe it felt like he was almost yelling. Hmm. Well. Yes, and when I called him before, his voicemail came along when his voice said, leave a message. That felt like if he was upset. Hmm. Well. I guess he should change, I guess he should change his voicemail. Yeah, it sounds like not a very friendly voicemail. You know what mine says? What was that? What does my voicemail say? Well, I guess your voicemail says, I just want to say I love you very much. Then, <laughs> and then I guess you also said, no one, nobody ever leaves you a message anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, mine's friendly. He should get a friendly one like that where he, where he says he loves people. I know, but I chose to delete Ryan, delete Ryan Nevitt's number, so I probably didn't want his number on my phone anymore. Harsh but fair. Harsh but fair, Pete. Well, uh, I just wanted to check in with you. We we got to wrap this uh, interview. No, you said something after I said to leave his number. I didn't hear you. I said harsh but fair. Harsh? Yeah, harsh means um, it means strict. It means you're. It means well, you're. Just, it means you're being uh, fair. It's okay. It's not a bad word. Don't worry. Well, I only deleted his number because I probably didn't want his number in my phone anymore. That's okay. I understand that. So one last question, and then I'll let you go, and then I'll call you back later. I'll call you back later tonight. We can have a longer talk. But um, sure. So, are you happy that you're living with mom and dad? I'd say so. I can't go back into my apartment until the virus passes. Okay. And are you enjoying mom's food? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's I mean, yes, it's nice. Yeah, I'm jealous. Mom always sends me pictures of what she's making you, and I'm very jealous. 
Well, Graham, I can't go back into my apartment until the virus passes, but if I tried to spend once a week at my condo, it might get a little bit frustrating if I got tired of riding on the elevator separately, and it might be hard to make sure I wouldn't press the elevator buttons if, other, if too many residents press them. Yeah, that sounds annoying. All right, well, I'm going to call you back later, Pete. Great okay. to talk to you. Okay, but one more thing. I don't think I can get back into my apartment until the virus passes. Yeah, you will. Do you have any uh, words of advice for our listeners? Well, well, it's just that I, 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 like, I guess I'd like to tell the listeners that I'm staying at our mom and dad's place for a while, but things in Ottawa are slowly getting back to normal, and it might give the doctors more time to finish the vaccine, but I still guess the virus can probably take till August or maybe September. Well, maybe no more than that. That's what I hope so. Yeah, me too. I love you, Pete. Good advice. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, Kirk, um, you didn't hear any of that, but... Uh, I didn't understand that I wasn't going to hear the interview either. <laughs> yeah, well, I told you. I didn't get that you weren't... That's I knew you have two ear headphones in, but every other time we've done this, I've heard the interview. Well, because you've been in the room. Or if no. you, we put a splitter on the... It doesn't matter. It's, te- it's technical. But anyway... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How's Peter doing? He's doing well. He, he, uh, just to sum it up, he uh, had to... He got into a fight about uh, the... He got into a fight with his friend over the phone about when the pandemic was going to end, and he deleted his friend's number. Oh, no. He said his friend was too anxious. Peter was cool as a cucumber. Peter's, like, really cool <laughs> during all this pandemic stuff. He's, like, taking it in stride. And this other, I guess, this other kid wasn't uh, dealing with it very well. And uh, Deleted his number. Wow. Yeah. St- out of the phone. Boom. Harsh. Yeah. My parents were like, he's got a grumpy face and said, you, you look really grumpy and told him to, ch- to smile. Uh, he got he got the the pretty girl treatment. I yeah, he did. If you smile, he did. <laughs> My parents treat him like a pretty, <laughs> yeah, construction worker treats a woman. <laughs> you look prettier if you smile, yeah. Peter. Smile, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, so he's doing he's doing he's doing okay. I'm I'm proud. He's doing better than any of us. Uh, I'm thinking I should go up. I should probably go up there and uh, see my parents. I think it's time. But then I'll have to quarantine for two weeks just to see my parents. So I don't know. Just be by myself for two weeks, I guess. Who knows? Anyway, um, should we do read it in the news? Uh... Yeah. Let's do the news. I'm glad Peter's doing good. But that's funny. Uh, we uh, change the subject back to the, to the the, the 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 police thing. We we talked about this. There was a case, I believe, in Florida where one of the aides of an autistic man was shot because the autistic man was holding a truck and he would not comply with the police. Uh, uh, requests or orders to put down the the weapon, which was a fire truck, and so this is a this is an issue about training that we've talked about a few times, 
This is this is in uh, Psychology Today. Law enforcement and autism, why training is needed. Research provides a roadmap for increasing awareness and training. Although law enforcement is tasked with keeping the public safe, interactions between first responders and those in the autism spectrum and other psychiatric conditions can be contentious and in some cases deadly. A 2012 study conducted by researchers at Drexel University measured how common it was for youth with ASD to be stopped and questioned by police and arrested. They found that by age 21, 20% of youth with ASD had been stopped by police and almost 5% had been arrested. We've had the police uh, change, uh, little sidebar called on JJ several times, probably four times, really? four or five times. Yeah. Can you run the... Yeah, we had an, can you run down run those instances down for us? Remind us of them? We had one in Dallas where uh, JJ escaped out the front door. We lived in Dallas maybe 15 years ago, let me think. Something like that, maybe more. And uh, escaped out the front door and was kind of playing in the yard. And he was probably, he would have been five at the time or six. Uh let me think. Is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little younger, four or five. And um, instead of the lady, like this lady really didn't like us knocking on the door and saying like, Hey, your kids got out or whatever. She called the cops and then the cops showed up and then she wanted to do like a, um, yeah, I don't know what that's called, but like a complaint They're like, Oh, they're not good parents. And so that was frustrating because you feel like he's like a little, you know he's, he's he's wily he can just escape at any time and you know you can watch him 12 hours a day and if he escapes for one minute it's like you're 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 the bad guy so actually it, it caused like a really interesting i had a really interesting conversation with a lady where i just tried to explain you know what the situation's like and how disabled he is mm-hmm. and it improved she was still kind of a a handful, but she was at least there. more understanding. What's that? You checked your words there. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Family friendly podcast. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, but like, like, uh, she, I remember after that, she tried to offer us, like, she was getting rid of some furniture. She's like, oh, maybe you guys would like this dresser. And so, like, it went from, she was still a complicated lady, but it went from her calling the cops on us for our kids playing in our own yard to, um, to that and so it was a tough discussion and if i remember right i was actually i got kind of emotional because i was so frustrated by the situation and by her yeah it's like he's not being hurt he wasn't injured and your first instinct is to call the cops how about be a you know a human being a neighbor and just grab him by the hand and take you know he's a five-year-old kid it's not like he's not gonna beat you up that's he was five and she called the police yeah because yeah. she thought you were a bad parent and I guess didn't understand how disabled he was. Because we let him outside and he wasn't supervised. I was right. like, we didn't let him outside. He escaped. Like, Yeah. Yeah, the, pr- the prisoner escaped. Because he's very sneaky. He would, like, escape. Right. So it's like... Communication is key. So I had a long talk with her and I was kind of emotional. I didn't cry, but I was close. I was upset because I was upset. I, I get I'm upset, angry. I get upset hearing it. I can't, I can't imagine. You're a strong man. Yeah, I mean... I was upset at her. I was upset at the whole situation. I was, you know, it's embarrassing. You know, you're doing your absolute best, and then you have to explain to your co- the cops too, and you're just like, 
Hmm. And I was work at the time I was working a job I hated. Yeah. And it was like, you know, that I was doing because I had two kids and everybody has to eat and and their mom wasn't working, you know, my wife wasn't working, so it's just I don't know, man. It's it's a frustrating it was a tough time. My heart really goes out to people right now during this pandemic. We're trying to homeschool, you know, not everybody's a is a teacher. You know, not everybody's a natural gifted, you know, caregiver to people with special needs. I know I'm not. So that'd be hard for me. Well, do you care to talk about the other times or is it too much? Um, we had one where similar situation in Connecticut. We lived in Connecticut before Texas where he got away. Uh, we had to put locks on the door, but he would like figure out how to get the locks. And um, he would, he's, he, it's funny. He would do this thing where he's not making eye contact. He's kind of looking around, not paying attention. And then once you get the key, like, let's say you hide the key, you know, because you got to have a way to get out if there's a fire or something. It can't be like, you know. So then he's watching. Then he's watching where you, did the, where you got the key, how you did it, and where you put it back. It was really funny. We caught him a few times, like, really staring at us when we were doing that. <laughs> um, and then we had one where it's like, you know, like a hotel lock where it's like about six feet off the ground. Mm-hmm. And he, we caught him, like, you know, getting a chair to get over there to, to unlock it. A little stinker. Little Houdini, um, and he would escape in the hotel. He would escape out of the front door of our home that had a hotel-like lock. Yeah, right. And then the cops would come. That was the second time. Yeah, we had the yeah we had the cops cops called in Connecticut. Then when we were in Sweden one time, who called the he cops? He got one of the neighbors. Same situation as before. Not as bad because this was like three doors down and we didn't really know the lady the other the first this the first one dallas the lady lived across the street from us she knew us she knew the kids so it was like come on lady you could just the other lady he snuck into their backyard in the snow these are these is funny stories but uh <laughs> statute of limitations has expired on these but uh in the snow no shoes because he used to run out with no shoes oh just like sweatpants i think and started swinging they had a swing in their backyard and so, like, she looks out in her backyard, and there's, like, a little kid, like, with no clothes on, just swinging like a little ghost. So, um, that one, I was a little more understanding that, yeah, I don't, what would you do? You don't know whose kid this is, and there's some kid, like, that's a little different. So, that was that was also embarrassing, though, and, and, and yeah. That one, I remember specifically, he got a chair and, and, uh, and got out that way. We had the one in Sweden when he was, like, 18, where he got mad and then ripped his pants off in a dry cleaners and would not leave. And so he's like, you know, completely naked in a dry cleaner. And this lady's like, uh, <laughs> what do I do? And his mom was standing right next to him, but she still called the cops. Um, hmm. That's three that I can think of right now. I mean, I know there's a couple other ones. Oh, there's one in Vacaville where, man, I've lived a lot of places. Yeah. Well, there's one in Vacaville, California. <laughs> where he escaped and he was like not even two and his mom was like mixed race and she had dread uh, or braids for a while and um he got picked up by the cops and for wandering around naked in the diaper which is illegal and um and then and then she's running around trying to find him and um goes up to the cop car he's in the cop car he doesn't talk he's nonverbal and like that's my son and at the time, he has, like, blue eyes, and he's, like, he looked, like, I feel like kids sometimes change, but he was yeah. the whiter of the two kids. Right. 
And so, and then she's, and they look at the kid, the white baby with the blue eyes, and then the lady with the braids, and they look back at the baby, and then back at the braids, and then she had to take him home to uh, to her house to show pictures of uh, him, because it's like, son, is this your mom? And he's just like staring, like looking at the lights, trying to look at the cop car buttons, and and he's nonverbal. How old so. is he? Year and a half, two maybe. Oh wow, it's like little, little. Right. It's in a diaper. Yeah, a lot of it seems like a lot of kids with autism can walk early. Like he could walk like at nine months, and so it's like, which is a blessing and a curse, because yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Six, you can walk. Sixteen months, they can. Yeah. That's terrifying. I'm really sorry. So I, it's I, four. I I don't think. The police ever got called on Peter. I'd have to, maybe I blocked it out of my brain, but I'd have to ask my parents. But uh, yeah, let's let's read this article about further police training. Man, we got really distracted. Okay. Drexler, although the Drexler study focused, okay, so it talked about, the last thing I'd read was almost 5% of youth have been arrested 20% have been stopped by the police. Although Drexler study focuses on those in the United States, similar findings have been reported in other countries. For example, a study in, by Swedish researchers found that people on the autism spectrum were at a 31% higher risk of having a criminal, com- criminal conviction compared to those without ASD. More broadly, a study of all civilian deaths during the interactions with law enforcement in 2015, researchers found that individuals with mental illness were over seven times more likely to be killed by law enforcement compared to those compared to those without. Why are encounters with police dangerous for those with ASD? When considering why encounters with police may be more dangerous to those with ASD compared to the general population, experts point to multiple factors. One factor is features of ASD can often look similar to what individuals in law enforcement would consider quote unquote suspicious behavior. I, I, a lack of eye contact, a reduction or repetitive of speech, a repetitive motor movements, research and other, hold on, <coughs> excuse me, researchers and other organizations are increasingly recognizing the need for individuals with ASD and their families to learn specific strategies for how to interact with law enforcement. The National Autism Association has a free downloadable kit called Meet the Police, which is designed for individuals with ASD and their caregivers. Similarly, researchers at Children's Hospital in Philadelphia presented initial findings in 2019 from a study using virtual reality to create, to help adolescents and adults with ASD interact with the police. Some families have reported taking an individualistic approach, says Gary Wetzler, the executive director for Parents of Autism, uh, a nonprofit based in New Jersey. Gary's son, Christopher, has ASD, and he told the New York Times that when his son was young, he was always introduced Christopher to police officers to make sure that Christopher felt comfortable so that the officers knew him. Police in Gary's neighborhood are familiar with Christopher and the things that he likes to talk about. Gary's nonprofit organization provides training for parents and teachers about how to help children with ASD to appropriately respond to people in uniform, as well as workshops and training for first responders. Another reason why encounters with law enforcement can be dangerous for those on the spectrum is a lack of autism-specific training. In 2008, New Jersey passed a statute requiring training for first responders in which and how to interact with those with disability. Unfortunately, 2017 study of the first responders in New Jersey found that 23% of first responders said their agency 
had not provided training in how to recognize and interact with individuals with ASD. Of the respondents who did receive training, almost half, 46%, felt that the training was either only somewhat effective or not effective. Taken together, these results paint a troubling picture as they suggest that even in a state that requires this type of training for first responders, 23% are not receiving the training at all. And almost half of those who do receive the training do not experience it as being effective. Similarly troubling is a study in 2018 that only 27 states and the District of Columbia have passed laws requiring police be trained in how to respond to individuals with mental health, substance abuse, and other behavioral issues. Although it's encouraging in some states that have passed laws, it's highly problematic that the laws are not presented are not present in all 50 states. Okay, I'm going to jump forward a little bit. Uh, how to move forward, a two-pronged approach. Overall, the above suggests that a dual approach is needed. Individuals with ASD and their families should have the tools and training about how to successfully interact with first responders, and first responders should receive training on how to recognize and interact with individuals with ASD and other mental conditions. These types of training and workshops and tool kits are needed across the country and should be mandatory for first responders in all 50 states. Similarly, parents of children with ASD and other mental conditions should freely receive information on how to help their children interact with the police. These types of policy changes will likely be require both funds and time, but they're critical in order to save lives. Would you suggest, um, say if you move into a neighborhood, taking your child to the local police precinct and just I like I like that idea I guess I don't know like for my son's case I don't not to make JJ feel more comfortable but just to make sure make you know if he introduce him to six officers and then they see him wandering around yeah be like that's I know that kid that kid's yeah just as many officers as possible and just be like hey we live over here you might see yeah. this if you see him running around without his pants on, he's not. That's not indecent exposure. He's yeah. got some other issues. If you see this nineteen-year-old man-looking person with no pants on, yeah, don't hurt him, please. Yeah. So, it's an important thing. I mean, yeah, we talked about this off air. If they know, they won't. You know, it's just knowledge communication. And training. Yeah. Well, Kirk, yeah. did we do another episode? We did. It's a long one for us, man. Oh, my gosh. 32 minutes. We haven't done a, this one this long in, in maybe uh, a year. Since the last apocalypse. You are visibly tired. I'm allergic to emotions. Yeah. Yeah, we made you go back. Sorry about that. What is buddy. this strange discharge coming out of my eyes? Yeah. <laughs> Are you crying? Are you crying? <laughs> no, I'm allergic to something in Texas. Uh, it's probably COVID. Uh, You've already had Thanks COVID. so much for listening, guys. I know. I'm just being silly. I've had it, and I don't think I can get it again. And send me your articles that say I can, but I read them, and it's like, I don't think we should not talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> you look healthy, buddy. <laughs> We're doing it. I do did my burpees today. I'm going to the pool a little bit. Great teeth, do also. By going the way. for a run. Underrated teeth. <laughs> Good chompers. Oh, that's funny. Oh, All right, this has been another episode of. I'm Autastic. a beautiful, beautiful corpse. You're not a corpse. You got a lot of life in you. You know, you got a long, tough life ahead of you. 
<laughs> guys, I just want you to know what I'm looking at. I'm looking at Graham with no shirt, rubbing his belly, telling me, you got a lot of life ahead of you, like he's going to eat me like he's a cannibal or something. I don't know what's happening I'm over there. Good, man. <laughs> just, just rubbing his own gut. <laughs> I don't have a gut anymore. I lost 10 pounds. <laughs> Woo! He's doing it. Okay, you don't have to pan down. I believe you. Okay. Yeah, I panned. Now he's now he's giving me the now he's giving me the gun show. This is really degenerated. This took, it was such a nice moment. What they want. This should be a video <laughs> podcast. Uh, Autastic guys, this that's the name of the podcast. Rate and review on whatever you, uh, application you listen to us on. Tell your friends. Uh, also, patreoncom autastic. Uh, a lot of podcasts do five dollars a month. We just do one per episode, one buck per episode. We'd appreciate that. Um, Kirk needs gas money to come on home, guys. So <laughs> don't want to get him marooned uh, somewhere in Pennsylvania. Toothpaste for these chompers, yeah. guys. Add me on uh, social media. Instagram's what I'm using right now. Kirk Smith Comedy on all your social media platforms. That's it, guys. Have a great week. You can do it. Thank you.